What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen here in the SD Prep Insider Studios, bringing you another week of recapping all the action scores and highlights in San Diego Section High School football. Another week in the books. Been eight of them now. My goodness. Was it a night of uh, some fireworks being shot off, both figuratively and literally. A lot of schools having their homecoming. Thank you very much, as always, for joining us. All of our stuff is brought to you by our good friends at Blast Radius Coffee. For more, visit at Blast Radius Coffee on social media or BlastRadiusCoffee.com. It's coffee for athletes. So, folks... You are new to this show. The way this works is to start things off. I will be speaking for about 10, 15 minutes to give you all of the basic information you need, all of the scores, results, wins, losses, general, countywide. We're going to get to every single game, and then we will start to hear from people around the county. Now, for most, if not all of this season, it has been solely pundits, bloggers, television personalities, newspaper writers, everybody who has a take on San Diego High School football. This week, we've opened up the lines to some players. We actually have more players than takers, if you will. Uh, So it's kind of a little bit of a different week here, and it's got us excited at ST Prep Insider because, look, we're closing in on the last three weeks now of the season after this that things are starting to get really, really That next level kind of amped, psyched, pumped, whatever you want to say. It's getting crazy. So let's get to it. Once again, jump ahead about 10, 15 minutes if you just want to get to some of the interviews and the reaction from around the county. But first score I need to talk about is San Diego 18, Mission Bay 0. Coach James checking both or I guess all three boxes, offense, defense, and special teams with this win as they sort of put Mission Bay in check. Another shutout score to get to, Cathedral Catholic 41, Madison 0. We'll talk to Xavier Watson from Cathedral Catholic later on in this one. Just know that DJ Ralph got involved. The defense was picking stuff off, fumble recoveries, all sorts of you know, given the offense tons and tons of opportunities type stuff, and the offense took advantage of it. It's the Holy Bowl week. We'll hear from someone on Zavian. Look, if there's, I, I, we'll just let Zavian put this game in his words. He can speak about it much better than I can. Continuing in the shutout trend, Sarah 57, Hoover 0. If you go to SD Prep Insider on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see a clip retweeted from this game courtesy of Kyle Simpson. And uh, all I'm going to say is you need to go check it out because uh, something fun to to go see there. And, and uh, man, turning around early season woes has, has, hasn't been done better this season than it has been by Sarah as the Q-Dogs continue uh, to, to be on a real hot streak. Coronado goes 52-7 to over Claremont. Congratulations to the Islanders as they come up with much-needed win and much-needed statement that both sides of the ball can produce at a sufficient level uh, to, to call themselves a threat down the stretch and into the playoffs. San Pasqual, 42-0 over Rancho Buena Vista as they continue to climb back into the Make a case for him to maybe be number 10 in the county-type rankings. Eastlake goes 20-0 over Bonita Vista, sending a very distinct statement. Bonita Vista has been one of the the interesting, they take some losses, but they're really in-them-type teams all season long. Eastlake putting a little bit of a stamp that they're still the, the higher division school on this game. All you can hope for is that this was just a night, uh, if you're a Benita Vista Barons fan, that this was just a night where things didn't click and it's all going to get tightened up back at it next week for Eastlake. This is the kind of win that gives the Titans a little bit of momentum and a little bit of uh, a little bit of sizzle 
to, to maybe close out the season here and climb back into 500. Helix goes 49-2 over Valhalla as the Highlanders continue to dominate on both sides of the ball. La Costa Canyon gets a big, big win up in the North County against Valley Center 28-7. For LCC, now I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, Sarah putting their early season woes behind them. For LCC, same story. This team took took some losses early in the season that had you kind of questioning, you know, what maybe the upper tier, what 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 the highest of highs could be for this squad. But man, they get big wins like this, and and your confidence grows. Francis Parker gets a big win up in the North County at Army Navy, sixty two to six. For the Lancers, any win is a good win at this point in the season to help make a case for them in playoff seating. Imperial 47-0 over Calexico. Out in the Inland Empire, you always got to be happy when both your offense and defense succeed on such a dramatic level. Santa Fe Christian goes 21-12 at Tri-City Christian. 5-2 now for the SFC Eagles. This is a good team. This is a... uh, it's a very versatile team that has, has continued to just march on a linear path upward all season long. Central, they top El Centro Southwest. We'll talk to Angel Nava from Central Union later in this game, or later in the show. He had a pair of touchdowns tonight as they win 47-13 in the city championship game. So a big congratulations to Central Union on winning a huge rivalry out in the East County. In the the Inland Empire, I should say. Next up, we got Montgomery going 27-0 over Sweetwater. Montgomery is past being the are-they-the-real-deal-or-not conversation, and they are now just into the playoff seeding conversation. Will they get a home game? Will they get a bye? Every one of these types of wins counts exponentially more in the figurative sense maybe than the literal sense, but a win is going to... You know, be worth its weight in gold for Montgomery to try and get a buy and a home game into the playoffs. Rancher Bernardo, big clutch win, 14-13 over Westview. For RB, this is, you count it as a win and you move on, but you also count it as a win and you look at it and you go, okay, we're a couple games now above 500. we We're in the mix. Carlsbad, 22, Oceanside, 20. Carlsbad, this should seal the deal that they're going to be an open division team this season. And Oceanside, this answers the question that last week was worst case scenario for them. This indicates that they're they are a capable football team. They'll be a threat in the playoffs. Where they're going to end up, upper mid tier, they're going to have a good they're going to have a good seed in that first game. This answers that, you know, last week was not a trend. Last week was, you know, wipe it off the slate. Just keep on moving if you're the Oceanside Pirates fans and you take this loss with a grain of salt. Christian, they win 28-10 at Mira Mesa. Christian keeping the pressure on in league with that win. La Jolla Country Day falls to Bishops. For Bishops, it's Tyler Buckner and company first, second, and third quarters defense in the fourth quarter you know uh, it's always hard with the small schools Christian Santa Fe Christian bishops to know really what kind of excellence are we talking about because you you see it on the individual play-by-play basis but that isn't necessarily something you can sustain 10 games or three games or three quarters but it's hard to not watch bishops and just think that this is a really good football team Yes, they don't have depth. Yes, they don't necessarily have the strength. You can always make arguments against them. You can make arguments against most teams. So I will say this. They remain to me in the top 10 for my personal voting with this win. Santana, they remain undefeated. Congratulations to the Sultans as they top West Hills in a big rivalry game. Adam Paul will be joining us from EC Preps later in the show to go into depth about that one. 
Castle Park, they survive against El Cajon Valley to also remain defeated. Eric Hernandez and company move on 26 to 9. Nothing but nothing but good things to say about both of those schools remaining undefeated. Poway wins by a pair of touchdowns. 21-14 against Mount Carmel. Poway, uh, they're into the playoff seeding hunt. It's going to be a home game. Now the question is, how well can they set themselves up? This offense is good. This defense is good. These guys are a definite threat come the postseason. Patrick Henry puts up 70 as they give the homecoming crowd everything that they deserve. Raymond Brown from San Diego Football Network will be with us later in the show to talk things over about that game. He was there in person. Vista, they come away with a surprisingly close victory, 27-20 at Del Norte. The Del Norte Nighthawks have just been a tough team to beat at home the last couple of seasons, and they continue to prove that, you know, if you catch them at home, if you catch them at the wrong time, this is a good team. But Vista, with this win, I think proves that they they have that mental toughness to match their physical prowess. Now the question is, are they a top 10 team? How high can they go? Saints, they beat Lincoln 48-31. You'll hear from Connor Heffler from St. Augustine later in the show, so I'll keep that one brief there. El Camino... They fall in a heartbreaker to San Marcos. Final score, San Marcos 13, El Camino 12. That's, I mean, that's just the anarchy and the chaos that is the competition of the Avocado League. Orange Glenn gets a big win against Classical Academy, 40-23. to Kale Patterson and company putting up tons of offense to continue to prove that they are a quality, quality squad. Scripps Ranch goes 45-0 over Crawford. They remain undefeated this season. Our prayers go out to Rashad Griffin. Sustaining a pretty severe injury, needing to go uh, in an ambulance to the hospital at one point in the game. So we send prayers out uh, to him, his family, everybody involved in the Scripps Ranch Falcons football program. Heavy hearts, uh, and and we, we pray for a speedy recovery Following that game, once again, the Scripps Ranch gets the win over Crawford. Mar Vista gets a win against Southwest San Diego. The Mariners, uh, you know, they're fighting. They're scraping for every win they can get late in the season to try and build up some momentum into playoffs. Mission Hills gets a big win, 42-14 against Torrey Pines. They now become the team that's kind of butting into that if somebody slips, they're going to be there to take the open division spot category. Seal Canyon, the number one team in the county, according to the CIF San Diego section computer-generated power rankings, is 35-13 over LCAP tonight. We will speak with some of our analysts later in the show about that one as well. Monta Vista, they win 55-34 against Mount Miguel. You know, for Coach Hamamoto, every win is historic at this point. For this team, every win is helpful at this point. Monta Vista, they've got a lot of talent. They've got physicality up front. They've just got to get into the playoffs and and, and catch the right team at the right time. Speaking of catching the right team at the right time, La Jolla tonight gets a upset of the week as they top Morris 35-12. We'll speak to La Jolla head coach Tyler Roach later in the show, so I'll leave that game to be put into his words in person. Grossmont goes 33-32 over Granite Hills in an absolute nail-biter. Now, I'll say this uh, again later in the show when we talk to Adam Paul, but I think that this sets these two up perfectly for why not have them rematch in the playoffs. They're, they're just far enough apart that it might actually end up happening. Shout-out Ocean View Christian. They get a 20-8 win against St. Joseph Academy. Down in the South Bay, modern-day Catholic goes 29-6 over Olympian. Big win for the, for, uh, no, excuse me. Uh, I, I scrolled one score up too, uh, too quickly. Big win for the Crusaders as they fix the early season ailments. I, they, uh, 
Like they've taken some losses to some really, really good teams, divisions above them. So I, I don't know what you say necessarily other than they're a really good team. And when you get into the playoffs and the anything can happen, you look to wins like this and you go, okay, look, they know how to get a win. So who's to say that they won't keep getting wins? Escondido, they get a 35-29 win against Ramona. This is a this is a little bit of a uh, it's a little bit of an, a, a win of note. Escondido is a very high quality team in the North County, but now they're they're entering this season into being a great team up in the North County, and you know that that comes with uh with with having to beat up on teams when you get the chance and taking a win here and there. So congratulations to them. Mountain Empire, they get a 41-0 win over O'Farrell Charter. Uh, you know, O'Farrell just, they, they are still in that grace period where they're going to keep grinding, they're going to keep growing, and you, you, you hope for nothing but the best from them. And Mountain Empire, congratulations. That's a great win. It's a... Uh, it's an opportunity to to help pick up. The, it, it, I sound like a broken record at this point saying playoff seedings, but when when you're three weeks out, you, you start to really look at that at, in a lot of these games. You start to crunch the numbers and do the math on, okay, where does this put the next five games for these guys? Where does that put the next five games for these guys? Three games for these guys, two games for these guys, one game for this guy. Start crunching all the different scenarios. We heard Coach Kramer from Saints talk about it a few weeks ago here on the show that they got a guy running a matrix even, uh, crunching out all the possible scenarios after every single week. But for now, let's focus on the here and the now of what happened this week in San Diego High School football and get to some reaction and analysis from analysts, players, and coaches from all around the county you're listening to the San Diego High School Football Recap Show here on SD Prep Insider, brought to you by our good friends at Blast Radius Coffee. For more information, visit BlastRadiusCoffee.com. It's coffee for athletes. We'll be right back, sports fans. All right, we are now joined by the voice of reason, oftentimes in these football conversations we have in life, Raymond Brown from SD Football, the San Diego Football Network. Thank you very much for joining us. You were out at homecoming for Patrick Henry as they played host to Kearney. What did you see tonight? Um, I saw an offensive explosion, um, mostly by Patrick Henry. Um, whoever came home to see their Patrick Henry Patriots were in for a treat. Um, well, the, um, to start it off, the, the score at halftime was 42-22. to 22. That, that should tell you a lot right there. Um, Matthew Castillo, he had a crazy night, eight touchdown passes, five of those passes in the first half alone. His our top target was Kai Jesse, who had four touchdown catches, the former, well, I think he plays basketball too. Not, so I wouldn't call him a former Hooper, but he's a big target. Um, Kearney's defense had trouble stopping him. He was all over the place. Uh, wow. Big win for Patrick Henry. So it seems like all season long, the Patrick Henry offense has been absolutely outclassing teams and or keeping pace. Like Even the games that they're losing, they're still scoring a bunch of points. This being, this was your first time seeing them in person this year? Uh, yes, I haven't seen them since last year when yeah. they played uh, my favorite. So with how much you've seen them now, you know, you got a whole game, them scoring a bunch of points. How legitimately threatening is this offense if you put it into a playoff type, you know, one game scenario? I mean, if they play like they played tonight, very dangerous. I mean, that connection Castillo to Jesse, that could be a dangerous combination for any defense. And I mean, they were just, they were just on fire. I mean, it was their night. So the final score, 70 to 36. 70 was darn near what uh, Morris put up on them earlier this season. So maybe kind of fitting that uh, things get flipped around there. Any good floats or, or anything like that for the halftime entertainment at the homecoming show? Uh, 
actually seen a nice uh, Travis Scott Astro World float. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. That one stood out. I think the juniors made that one. Okay. So, uh, shout out to the Patrick Henry juniors for that float. Fair enough. Shout out to the Patrick Henry juniors. Uh, Raymond from SD Football Network is joining us right now to talk about all sorts of stuff this week in the San Diego high school football scene as uh, we are digging ourselves out from the madness that is every single Friday night. Any last closing notes on Kearney, Patrick Henry, or can I bounce some scores from around the county off you? Uh, yeah, both teams were coming off uh, um, two straight losses, so it was probably like a do-or-die type of game. Um, you know, Kearney, uh, they not getting there. They were uh, putting up some points, too. But um, it was their defense that was uh, putting them in bad situations. But um, great, a great effort by both teams. But uh, Patrick Henry was the team tonight. So around San Diego, we're looking at a, at a bunch of different plot lines, undefeated teams, top 10 teams. I want to talk about the San Diego Cavers, though, getting a shutout win over Mission Bay. What do you take away yes, from that game? Uh, I believe uh, San Diego totaled like seven interceptions that game, so that played a huge role. Um, that defense came up huge. I was expecting a little more than 18 points, but hey, a win is a win. Well, a win is a win, and at 5-1, and one, you just you, you put them kind of in the category. You They've now beaten the team that you just watched tonight in Patrick Henry. They beat them last week. Where does San Diego start to fall in your vision of the Division Three playoffs? How good is this Cavers team? Honestly, uh, not as good as last year's team. But um, I'll say they're a top-10 team in the Division Three. Uh, they, they took a big jump from Division Four to Division Three, especially losing a bunch of impact players. And we saw the bad result of that during the Sarah game. But um, they're picking it up. They're you know, they're taking care of business with whoever's in front of them. It's going to be an interesting playoff. It's going to be a lot tougher than it was last season, but um, I think they're up for the challenge. Looking at other games around the county, Carlsbad, they get a win over Oceanside, but the game ended up being pretty close. So you know, talk to us a little bit about, do you, number one, do you think this puts Carlsbad in the, the, the conversation for an open division spot? And two, for, for Oceanside, even in a loss, they bounce back, it would seem, to a little bit more of the level of football that everyone kind of had associated with them outside of last week's pretty horrendous loss. So so kind of a- answer you know both of those from what you saw from that game. Uh, yeah, Carlsbad is definitely top four. Um, we'll see how they do against Mission Hills. That's going to be the game that's probably going to decide the uh, Avocado League. But uh, yes, um, whoever... Survives that avocado league is a top four team. They probably should get an automatic bid, but um, we'll see. Um, what was your other question? Um, oh yeah, Oceanside. Yeah, for Oceanside, you know them bouncing back from from as bad of a loss as they took last week. Kind of, where's your confidence in them? Well, they they play pretty good against Carlsbad, so that should bring you a little bit of confidence. But I would rather get a win. So, um, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. <laughs> La Jolla, 35. Well, don't, don't sleep on Oceanside just yet. Don't, don't sleep on them just yet. Uh, they'll, they'll pick it up. Deal. They're Oceanside. La Jolla, 35. Morse, 12. What's your reaction to that final score? Uh, that might be the upset of the night. Um, I wasn't ex- I, I was expecting Morris to win. I expected it to be a little close, but um, big win for La Jolla, man. That's, that's the way to send the message. Absolutely big way to send a message. Uh, let's see. We got another. Oh, you know what? Saints, 48, Lincoln, 31. Kind of break that one down. Oh, man, uh, yeah, the Saints are for real. Um, Lincoln, uh, I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, uh, they hung in there. I mean, they played a lot better than they did against Madison, but. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, that, that was expected. Um, big, big win for um, St. Augustine, and um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Lincoln. <laughs> They're not the team we expected them to be. 
we'll see how they do in, um, these last couple of games and in the postseason. Yeah, certainly uh, off-putting. I, I don't know. We knew that the Western League was going to be tough, and we knew that there was going to be a lot of collateral damage, and, and I would say we'd probably be having the same conversation if Saints was sitting here at 4-3 and three, or if Cathedral was sitting here at 4-3. and three, it, We'd probably be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, if somebody had to end up taking certain losses. It, it just was the nature of the beast. But anytime you start to face that reality, you're right, it does end up sounding just a, a, a little bit off-putting. Let's see. Let's scroll around, scroll around, scroll around. Uh, any other scores or, or, or results that caught your eye? Raymond. Um, I expected, yeah, I expected that Grossmont uh, Granite Hills game to be a little uh, more lopsided on uh, Grossmont side, but um, Grossmont had to come back and win that one. I knew that was going to be that's going to be an interesting game because it's always an interesting game between those two. So, um, other than that, um, oh, the uh, Santana-West Hills game, I expected um, West Hills to put up a better fight since it was a rivalry game, but um, congratulations to the Sultans on the 8-0 start. Um, they should go ahead and run the table until playoffs and go from there. My goodness. Uh, is that one of the, sho- the, the biggest plot lines, biggest reversals, shocks, whatever you want to call it, of the season? Um, I mean, just, one of them. Just, um, just eight and zero, beating West Hills. That seems like a pretty impressive mark for Santana. Yeah, that was their uh, West Hills is their toughest opponent so far. They haven't beat a team under Division Four, I believe. So, um, this is a good statement win for Santana, and it's I think it's smooth sailing from there. I don't think they have a tougher opponent on their schedule than West Hills. Well, it certainly uh, looks like we might have to just spend the next couple of weeks watching and waiting to see if they will remain undefeated. Raymond Brown, you can follow him at SD Football Network, San Diego Football Network on all of the different social medias. Great stuff coming week in and out, both high school and college, and for and professional anything and everything football from San Diego. Any final notes? Any uh, any shout-outs, players, teams, anything you want to get to before we say goodbye? Um, prayers up for Rashad Griffin and every other player who was injured tonight. Um, speedy recovery, get well, and let's get back on that field. Absolutely. Our prayers do go out to Rashad and his family and everybody, like you mentioned, around the county tonight who it's a physical sport, and – it's it's an uncomfortable truth when you suffer uh, those kinds of injuries. That it, it's something that we never want to have happen, but we all we all know is part of the risk. But thank you uh, for bringing that up, Raymond. You can follow him at SD Football Network, Raymond Brown. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you next week as we close in. Oh, you had mentioned the playoffs, and that got me excited. Running the table, finishing the season. Ooh, it sounds good. Thank you very much, my man. You have a wonderful rest of your night. All right, we are now joined by Ryan Bill. He's one of the big men up front for San Pasqual, a team that is making ruckus once again to be potentially in the top 10. Congratulations on the win tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. Of course. Uh, thanks, thanks for you. So, um, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about the game. You guys uh, kind of wire to wire have this one well in hand, uh, you were literally physically up front. Uh, what what were some of your takeaways from this game? Um, well, we, we came out this week knowing that, um, you know, we, we had the goal set in mind to play to our ability um, and to come out and just be the best we can be against this team. And um, I think we did achieve that tonight. Yeah, so 42-0 is the final score. Let's just, you know, I, I don't like talking, uh, you know, how good do you think you are? How bad do you think you are? I, I just like confidence. And you guys seem like a confident team right now. So kind of rank us, you know, zero to 100 coming out of this win tonight. Where's the team's confidence? Um, as for league, um, we're 95 to 100. Um, we're, we're, there's a pretty widespread confidence. 
around our team that this is our year and um, we're going to do great things. So six and one now on the season. Uh, just just talk a little bit about what you think the team, you know, maybe do a little little self criticism. I, I just kind of looking forward. What are you focused on now, c- coming away from this game? Well, uh, coming away from this game now, we're uh, setting our eyes to our uh, next opponent, which is Valley Center. Um, and as for you know, ways to improve. Um, I think just being a little bit more consistent across the board. Now, earlier this year, we spoke with, uh, we had some of your backfield on with us this year, and it seems like you guys have been rewarding them all season long with uh, tons of wide open looks. Help us meet the offensive line a little bit. Give some introductions. Give us some shout outs on, 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 on the entire line, if you will. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, at our last tackle, we got uh, Cole Contreras. Um, he's he's a real hard worker. He does great great job out there. Um, left guard um, Diego Garcia Soto. Um, same exact thing. You know, he comes out, he hits hard, gets his job done well. At center, you got me. Um, I'm not really gonna brag about <laughs> myself there. Um, you can just point to the score. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, right guard, uh, Fernando Reyes. Um, you know, he's, he's a powerful player. Um, he gets his job done well also. And then at right tackle, we got Ethan Fleming, which is our younger guy. But, you know, he still stepped up to the plate, and he's doing a great job this year. Once again, we are joined by Ryan Bill from San Pasquale. They are now 6-1, and one, and as he mentioned, they turn their eyes to Valley Center. We'll have more for that game later, but now it's time to just enjoy this one. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we, will, we will all be focused on this last stretch of games for you. All right, we are now joined by the head coach of the La Jolla Vikings, Tyler Roach. So uh, you get a big win at homecoming over Morse. Tell us about tonight. You know, it was a good night all around. Uh, the boys the boys bought in and believed in the game plan we put together. Uh, we had a, a great guest speaker came in. The, uh, the legend of La Jolla, E.J. Watson, um, came in and spoke with the boys on Wednesday. Talked to him just what it meant to be a vice. And just and a quick side to- note on that. Uh, that name, if you, if you recognize that last name, he is the father of current Cathedral Catholic running back, Xavier Watson, who you're going to hear from immediately after this interview. Yep, yep. So please continue. Uh, that's right. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, obviously, uh, got some good genes there, Xavier does, as well as the uh, the other brothers in the family as well. But, um, yeah, he came in and talked to the boys and about just what it meant to be a Vike. And when you put on that uniform, you know, what it represents and what it stands for. Um, and one of the things he, he – talked to the team about it really resonated with me and with the entire team he just talked about emptying the cup and every time that you know he took the field from his coaches that was one of the the kind of the buzz phrases that he was told was you know you start with the the cups full you're gassed up and game plans for the week and and leave it all out there on the field and that's what the boys did tonight um and it was uh, it was a fun game played well in all three phases and uh you know and a lot of credit to Morris man they're they're tough that's a tough matchup a lot of respect for Coach McNair and his staff. They were banged up having to play Saints last week, so I think it was one of those, you know, kind of things where we, we were healthy coming in, they weren't, and we caught them on a, you know, on the right night, and uh, and obviously played well. Your defense gets a couple turnovers. Max Smith finds the end zone. You had to throw for some touchdowns. It seemed like every last part. You mentioned the game plan earlier. I think it just kind of translates into layman's terms. Everything was working. It, it was. It was one of those nights where it all kind of came together. It's been building up, and, you know, we, we've played really well this season. Um, I think we all had high hopes, despite, you know, still still being young in some areas, you know, starting a sophomore quarterback and a couple young guys on offense, you know, really playing big roles. And we knew it was going to take a little time. The defense has been our strength and will continue to be our strength. And, and man, it, those guys are fun to watch, watching them fly around and make plays, especially once we settle into the game. Um, and, and that's what happened. They got us the ball back with some short fields and 
the offense was able to capitalize on that. And uh, some guys really stepped up. You know, huge shout-out to our offensive line. Those guys were, were having some fun tonight, opening up some running lanes, protecting and pass pro. At one point, I, I call the offense, and at one point, we had a little momentum in the third quarter there, and, and uh, the defense had just got us the ball back, and we're getting ready to come out onto the field. And the entire offensive line looked at me and said, Coach, don't call a passing play, run the football. And there's no better feeling as – not a head coach, but even as a play caller, there's no better feeling than that. So it was a fun night. So anytime someone brings up the offensive line, I always like to give the opportunity for – the speaker to introduce and or shout out anybody up front because we don't always get the chance to meet the big guys. Yep. I mean, really collectively all the guys, I mean, we have two seniors on the O line that, that really have played big part. Cyrus Varnum's playing at right tackle and has really anchored that side of the line all year. Um, Devin Garcia is a center uh, from last year and, and he's a senior. We bumped him actually to guard this year he's had to fill in at left tackle the last two weeks we had an injury there um so he's kind of filled in and, and has been kind of our our do-it-all guy up up front um you know gavin st john's our left guard played really well isaac ramirez who uh coming back from injury actually played tonight after missing last week and really played well and then really the unsung hero is our center johnny griffin and he's a he's an undersized guy but man he gives it everything he's got He's a workout, you know, workout junkie, and has had a heck of an off season, um, and, and has just done phenomenal things at center for us. And, and that's where it starts. He's touching the ball every play and setting our protections and, and getting everyone lined up properly and in the right spots. And um, man, those guys gelled tonight, and it was it was fun to watch. So, coach, I want to put you in a position that I'm sure no coach necessarily wants to be in uh, of having to laud praise upon themselves or, or, or evaluate themselves in an overly positive light but you get a win tonight against a team that had had some top 10 voting earlier this season that is competitive on a they put up 70 points in a game level you shut them down offensively you score big on them you do it at home coming it gets the team to 2-0 and in league above 500 it seems like everything kind of lined up perfectly. Do you feel like this win maybe ends that that introductory building phase uh, of, of your tenure at La Jolla? And it feels like maybe this announces, hey, look, La Jolla is, we're here. Our, our, our program is at that level. We're ready to be competitive like we've envisioned. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope, you know, and that's, and that's the goal. That's what we've been, been building for. You know, it's been three years now. I'm in year three, and we've really laid a solid foundation the last few years, but you know, for us, I'll, I'll leave that to all you guys in the media world oh, to, come to, on to catch on and all that. We're, we're playing it. And, and honestly, as cliche as it sounds, you know, coming off of uh, our non-league schedule, we played some tough opponents, you know, had a couple good wins, lost a couple close games. Um, and, and we really took the bye week as just a reset. And we, we met as a team and as a staff and, and just said, you know what? Hey, it's, it's a one and no mindset, one and no mentality, one week at a time, you know, and, and all of our goals and things that we've laid out were still in front of us. You know, we weren't exactly where we wanted to be um, coming out of our preseason, but we knew we had done a lot of really good things and things that we were going to be able to build off of. And if we could just kind of start piecing it together in all three phases, um, and, and that, that's kind of been the mindset. I mean, I kind of came up with this, this make them believe kind of thought process in, in the off season has been kind of our motto. And, and I think that's what we're starting to see. The boys are believing in it. Uh, you know, our, our, really the big thing that's been awesome is our, our school spirit, the community behind, behind us. And obviously homecoming is naturally a big game in itself. But, man, our student section was getting rowdy tonight and really showed up. And, and those are things from being the head coach year three and as an assistant for three years prior that we always had kind of lacked. And starting to see that, that come back um, is just exciting. So that's. I, th I think we're we're in a good place. We've got a long ways to go, but I think we are starting to see some of that pay off. And, and um, you know, again, we're going to take it one week at a time. I'll leave it for you guys to, to hype it up how you want. Um, but, but, you know, we're going to just keep chipping away at this thing. Well, you mentioned the in a good place with the student section. You've got two more home games remaining and one game on the road at University City, which I don't think very many La Jolla kids have an excuse uh, of it being too far away or anything like that uh, to go watch. So you've got to be right. decently confident that you're going to get that good atmosphere now 
through the remainder of the season. So, you know, you're above 500, you're 2 and 0 in league. Help us understand the confidence that you and the team feel right now. Maybe you know, rank it 0 to 100 going into this last stretch of the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's uh there's definitely some confidence brewing, but you know, we talked about it as we broke tonight that hey, we're going to enjoy it tonight and and obviously tomorrow's our homecoming, so the boys will have a good time and but then we got to reset. We got to we, we play Lincoln next week and those guys are no joke. They got talent all across the field. Um, that's a cross league game for us. So we're playing up against the Western League opponent, um, and obviously we're excited for that challenge. But but it's a challenge, no doubt. So we got to switch gears real fast, and we can't get too high on ourselves. And I think that's what we learned earlier in the year is, you know, we had a big win against Santa Fe Christian. The boys were really high, and we kind of thought that was that win that was going to kind of accelerate us. And then we, you know, quickly learned that hey, anyone can beat anyone on any given night. We, we lose to Del Norte in a tough game the following week. Um, you know, and credit to those guys. They played a heck of a game. But but I think we came out a little flat and overconfident. So I think we've learned from that, um, you know, we're, we're not going to underestimate any opponent. And and from here on out, we're, we're playing some quality teams and quality programs. So uh, that, that's where we're at. And that's the mindset is getting locked in each week and ready to, you know, get out on the field and, and get after it. This interview is being recorded at 11.44 p.m. on Friday. So, folks, when you are listening to this, just know that after uh, Coach and I are done talking, he's going to enjoy this one, I'm assuming, for about 14 or 15 more minutes before he goes into that uh, preparation mode for next week. Coach, thank you very, very much for joining us. Congratulations on the big homecoming win. And like you mentioned, huge game against Lincoln cross-league rivalry. Didn't know that was so hard to say cross-league rivalry uh, going on, so we will have a lot of attention uh, at that game. But go enjoy. Thank you. Congratulations, and you have a wonderful night. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, sail the ship. Let's roll. Yeah, sail the ship, baby. (laughs) All right, we're now joined by Angel Nava. He scored a pair of touchdowns tonight for the Central Union Spartans as they got a 47-13 win against Southwest El Centro. This gives them the city championship. Thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations on the win. Talk to us about tonight. Oh, yeah, it was an amazing win, good team win. Um, Coach Bain, how did um, Coach Bain, the coaching staff, um, prepared us for this match, and, and we just went out and executed now, for you, a pair of touchdowns, that had to feel pretty good. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Thanks to my line. They, yes. Um, they held it up for me, yes. Yeah, well, and, and so I, I think we're trying to take a few moments now, and with everyone we're talking to, can you please introduce us to your line? Give us some shout-outs up front to the guys blocking for you. All right, got you. Um, left, uh, left tackle, we have, um, honestly, we have – because when I run um, – my formation it's a heavy heavy package. Okay. There's there's multiples. We have tight ends and all that. But shout out to like AJ, Rick, Chris Carlone, Jay's Dominic, and um, Jason. So I'm not asking teams necessarily to rank, you know, how good they are <laughs> X, Y, or Z, but I, I like teams ranking how confident they are. So coming out of a win like this one tonight, zero to a hundred, where's the team's confidence? We're up there. I, I said we're up there with uh, in the hundreds. We're really, we're, we're really confident, confident in ourselves. How does this feel getting a win here uh, against one of your main rivals for the city championship? Uh, it's, it's amazing, especially the fact that, that we get a we from this game. Uh, it proves um, all all the that how the community comes and supports us and and just this game in general we get the bragging rights and we get to show who i guess just runs the city absolutely perfectly put who runs the city you guys move to five and two on the season back-to-back wins where it seems like the offense has it all figured out you are a big part of that where is the ceiling for this offense? Like, are, are are we seeing everything you guys got, or, or do you have another gear beyond this? No, I think we still have another gear to kick in. Um, our, our, I feel like our offense is starting to click more and more each game. 
So I feel we have more gears to and more stuff to show um, what our offense is all about. Next week, you guys are taking on the Imperial Tigers. We will get to that one eventually, but for now, we'll say congratulations. Thank you very much for joining us, and please go enjoy the win. Once again, Angel Nava from Central Union. Congratulations on the win. No, thank you. Thank you. All right, we now go out to the East County. Adam Paul, he's here from EC Preps uh, to join us. Thank you very much. Let's get straight to it. Santana remains undefeated. They are one step closer to 10-0. Yeah, I mean, 8-0, first time since 2011. That was the first time they went to the stadium. You know, they ended up losing, you know, in the, to the Valley Center in the Seattle Campus game. It was an incredible atmosphere tonight. Um, the, the home team crowd brought it. Uh, West Hills packed. Uh, semi-packed their side. It was a great, great uh, all-around atmosphere tonight. Um, Santana started things off uh, with a bang. Brooks Mutaw, uh took the opening um, ki- the opening kickoff 95 yards to the house to put him up 7 to nothing. Um, and then West Hills kind of made a comeback after picking off Nathan Temple. They, uh, they scored on a uh, Cole Klingerman 45 40- I believe a 45-yard reception, uh, to, and they missed the unfortunately they missed the extra point, so it was seven to six. And then um, teams kind of went back and forth. It was kind of penalty filled um, on both sides of the ball. Um, and then uh, Nathan Temple early on in the second quarter uh, snuck it in from one yard out to make it 14-6, which was a scored half. And it was on from there. You know, Defensively, the Fultons came up big. Luke, uh, Luke uh, Simonick had a couple sacks, big plays. Cameron, Cameron Larickia, um, who everybody, uh, whose uh, older brother Josh played at Lloyd Texas today, he had uh, the game clinching interception in the end zone. Uh, you know, they, they they really Santana really came to play, and the fear was that something was going to happen, like usually kind of had in the past, uh, whether it be a holy roller play in favor of West Hills or West Hills just, you know, steals the momentum early on. And, you know, Santana, they, they didn't flinch when they didn't score. And, you know, the second half they came out and defensively they just poured it on against West Hills. They almost tried to give it back, but luckily, again, like I said, the defense came up big in the in the right spot, and um, it was on. Temple um, didn't really have a big game tonight. The big game actually goes to Brooks Mutaw, 242 total yards. Like I said, including that game opening 95-yard kickoff return, and like I said, it was 27-13 was the final score first time they've won the mayor's cup uh since 2011 so earlier this week in the preview show this rivalry kind of got discussed as big brother little brother um two schools split from each other one is decisively always larger than the other in, in the athletic sense so help the rest of the county understand just kind of the context of how big of a litmus test this win was for Santana. It's a big win because it's, um, you know, two schools, one city separated by a few miles. West Hills on the West end of Santee, Santana on the East end of the East end of the town. Um, You know, it's the 30th, it's the 30th um, edition of this game. Um, so this game started back in 1989 when West Hills opened up. Uh, like I said, context-wise, it's bragging rights. It's it's um, not. I mean, you can almost kind of say, you know, USC UCLA kind of type deal. Um, you know, West Hills has kind of dominated the series um, over the years. Um, you know, they've won up prior to tonight. They had won seven years prior, and they lead the all-time series 22-8 to eight now. And 
for, for you know talking to people privately it's um west coast kind of dismissed santana as their natural rival and kind of um made el cap their their uh, natural uh, rival but you know this year's west coast squad wasn't having any of that uh coach ash you know he gets his guys to come up and play no matter what the stakes are santana uh, you know, hosting the game this year for the first time in a couple of years, it was huge. Estes, you know, their practices went really well all week. They preached that, you know, they, they brought the records, and it was gonna be a it was gonna be a a dogfight to the finish. Um, context, another context wise is, you well, know, hey, um, Mike, you know, now that Santana's won, maybe it. it you know, picks up some students, you know, who were kind of on the, um, the, the, the fence of where to maybe attend, maybe. Not sure. So it's a decently important win for the season. You mind if I bounce some other East County scores off you? Absolutely. With you being our, uh, our resident expert. <laughs> Not that anybody can ever figure out any of these scores from week to week because teams are just bouncing <laughs> right. around up and down. But Grossmont 33, Granite Hills 32. Help me make heads or tails of that result. Uh, I was, uh, you know, because that's a I mean, really good win for both of, the, or it's a good win and it's a good loss somehow. Like, it, it <laughs> that it it, it kind of confuses me. Like, I feel like both teams walk away like nervous, upset, but both teams walk away kind of happy. Yeah, you know, I mean, it kind of sucks for Granite because it was their homecoming, and I know they always draw a big, you know, they all the alumni come back for their homecoming. Um, I saw I saw the game. What ended up being the game-winning run by Jamie Odom, sixty yards for the game-winning score. Um, he almost tripped and fell on his on his way. And there was a couple times where he avoided um, the uh, the Grand Hills uh, defenders to to rumble his way into the end zone. Uh, for what you know, obviously ended up being the game-winning um, score with I guess about five minutes. What I heard left in the contest. Uh, you know, it's a huge win for Grossmont. Uh, just because, I mean, I know they won last year's game. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe they won last year's game. Um, it, it kind of propels them back into the league race. Um, everybody was talking about it was a three, three uh, horse race, possibly a fourth with Grossmont. Uh, Granite still, you know, it's not a bad loss just because Grossmont is such you know such a good squad and having seen Granite play Steel Canyon last week my my thing on that is um uh, it seemed like it looked like Granite came out on on cylinders and not flat like they've been known to do in the big games over the last um couple of years um you know, Kellen, Coach Cobbs, obviously, you know, they're disappointed, but he's going to tell, tell his guys, you know, if, if there's a, such thing as a moral victory or a good loss, he's going to say, you know what, it's, it's one of those things that it's going to make us a better team. Well, um, I'll say this. It, uh, it certainly puts the two teams in an interesting dance towards potentially playing one another in the playoffs, uh, moving sure. Grossmont ever slightly up and Granite ever slightly down if you look at the D1 playoffs. So certainly uh, kind of you get the feeling of like unfinished business that might end up coming around to be a great plot line in the future. Um, looking around at some other – go ahead. No, I was just saying, well, it definitely – you know, it's interesting that the, the other discussion was – how how Grossmont shot ahead of Granite in, in you know in, in the in the uh, media poll and um, some other rankings and you know trying to figure that out because you know Granite seemed like they played the tougher schedule um, and everything you know uh, Grossmont's best win at the time you know was against Modern Day where they you know where they set the all time record for the for that for that week and everything for our total offensive yards now it solidifies that jump over granite um, in the media poll and other um, rankings, um, if you will. 
Okay, hold on a second. I'm looking at this, but Max Preps has it that uh, Steel Canyon lost to El Cap. That's wrong, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Okay. It was 30, 35, 13, or 14 All right. uh, Steel Canyon. Deal. They just have that reversed on here. Um, all right, so back to interview mode. Okay, Steel Canyon, they get a W. They continue to be literally the number one team according to the uh, the CIF computer metric. <laughs> I mean, this team just – this is no doubt now that they're good. Like, what what is left in terms of the why these guys aren't getting as much attention in the top ten converse, – or top one conversation as everyone else's? Well, I just think it is – I think it boils down to the to the strength of schedule. I mean, you look at, you know, Helix, they played that gauntlet of Santa, you know, Cathedral, St. Augustine, uh, Oaks Christian, Cathedral Plains, uh, uh, Sororo, um, and, and, you know, and um, uh, the, other, the other team that they beat um, out of town prior to playing Helix. Um, I, I, that's what it boils down to. Um, in my opinion, is strength of schedule. Will they get for you know more votes now? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, like I said, you know, El Cap unfortunately is zero and seven now. You know, on the season, so that doesn't really do anything for Steel Canyon. Honestly, um, it just kind of you know sets them up uh, for for their next their next couple games. Um, I mean, they play Valhalla next week. So in two weeks when they play Helix um, at the, for the end of the regular season, um, I, I honestly think, I mean, with the whole number one ranking in the CIF thing, I don't know, I, I scratch my head because like everybody else, still trying to figure that one out myself. Um, I think they're good, but I don't, honestly, I don't think that, Unless they beat Helix, now if they beat Helix, okay, we're not now we gotta now we have a conversation. Then we'd be cooking a little bit. Yes, fair enough. Uh, you can follow him on social media at ec underscore preps underscore sd. Adam Paul, thank you very much for joining us. Any closing notes about this week? Uh, you know, it's been an interesting week. I've seen a lot of the, a lot of the scores, like you said. Kearney or um, La Jolla beating Morris. Um, uh, well, uh, well, I don't even know. I didn't see a final score. I I, I just heard. Uh, I just heard from a couple others that they beat Morris and obviously thirty-five twelve. That's impressive. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That is really impressive. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes, it is. I, I mean, it really is. <laughs> I mean. For a way to do that over a really athletic team yep. such as the Morse Tigers, yep. that's impressive. Yep. And honestly, yep. I, I I don't know what what um Ohio's record is. I have to go look, but um if it's any good, that deserves they're four deserves and three. a consideration. And they're two and zero in league. They're four and three. They're two and zero in league. They're four and three. Okay, and that, I mean that that deserves a possible some consideration for others in the in this in the this poll. They're in the mix. Woo! <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Full disclosure: I did go to La Jolla for everyone out there that is listening to the show for the first time, and we don't get many. <laughs> hey, I would, I, uh, we don't I get heard, many. I went. I went to Santana, so yeah. I'm, I'm super excited too. Yeah, so. and we don't get many moments. We they they are they are <laughs> few and far between for the football program. So congratulations there, Adam Paul. Thank you very much for joining us at EC underscore Preps underscore SD on all the social media. Go follow him and everything great that he is doing out there. All right, we are now joined by Xavier Watson, one of the standouts for the Cathedral Catholic Dons, one of the best teams in the state, country, world, whatever you want to say. They get another big win tonight as the hashtag Roll Dons continues. Xavier Watson, thank you very much for joining us. Talk to us a little bit about this win. Um, you know, we had a good week of practice. Um, we prepared hard for them. Uh, we watched a lot of last year's film to see the tendencies that they had, and we just executed perfectly. I mean, there's executing well and perfectly in 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 the sense that a lot of uh, 
football teams are going to talk about, but then there's 41 nothing and, and, and doing it on the road too. I don't like asking teams how good they think they are or can be. I like asking people how confident they are. So rank us, you know, zero to a hundred coming out of this win. Where is cathedral Catholics confidence? Where's your confidence? Um, our foot's on the gas right now. Um, we have no intention of slowing down. Um, our practices are really intense, so that's what keeps us motivated going into Friday's game. You know, like the coaches, they give us our pregame talk on Thursday night. Um, they tell us what our jobs, like what we have to do, um, the intensity we have to play, and all the all the history we're playing with the U's on our helmets. Yeah, we just we have to come out with intensity every single Friday point going to what we're doing. You scored a pair of touchdowns on the night, if I have that correct, including a forty, yeah, yeah. including a forty-nine yard explosion. Um, talk to us about that play. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't really think. I just kind of react to what happens in front of me. Um, I saw two defenders in front of me. I just cut back and open field. Well, and that open field seems to come from having one of the more elite lines. Uh, any shout-outs up front that you want to give after a, a, a night like tonight? Man, shout-out to Holden, Chase, Jake Cassidy, Yeehaw, Logan, Alex Cavell. I shout-out to every one of those guys. Those, are, those guys make my job so much easier on the line. I, can, I, I wouldn't want to rest on anybody else. I don't want to necessarily get ahead of ourselves, but, you know, thank you very much. Congratulations on the win. It, it, it just, it has to be talked about before we say goodbye. And that is, it is now officially time to start looking forward to the Holy Bowl. So coming off of a win like that, how excited are you to go into a game like that? Man, this, this game, Let's, this game is just something else. Like, I mean, the, the the wins that we had before, like against the Hororo and Centennial, were cool, but this is a game that we look forward to every single year. It could be a battle. I know they're a good, they're a good football team. We're a good football team. We're blood back to the final whistle. Absolutely. What, uh, I mean, it's going to be the best game of the year in San Diego until maybe the Open Division Championship. You absolutely have to go check that out. But for night for tonight, we will say thank you very much for joining us and congratulations. And please go enjoy yourself. Forty-one nothing. No thank you for having me. Yeah, forty forty-one nothing. Cathedral Catholic wins. Uh, just on the way out, I want to tell everybody that they can follow Xavian uh, at Xavian Watson on Twitter and at CCHS Dons for all the uh, football information. Thank you very much for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. All right, we are now joined by Connor Heffler from St. Augustine. They get a huge win tonight. Every every win becomes huger and bigger in the biggest of the season, but nonetheless, they get a win tonight over Lincoln. Thank you very much for joining us. How are you feeling after this win? I'm feeling well. Um, I'm really proud of our team, and we really um, worked hard and pulled it off. So let's let's – kind of break it down for us because you guys got up early in the game Lincoln closed the gap a little bit kind of tell us the, the you know the real quick cliff notes version of the game um well our defense our de- I was really proud of how our defense played tonight um, um offense kind of started out a little bit slow but we always tell them like we got your guys back and we really like I was just really proud of how our defense played we had a lot of, I think, like four goal line stops, four red zone stops, um, like four touchdowns on defense, I think. So it was, it was incredible. So that kind of segues perfectly into my next question. And I, At this point in the season, I don't like asking teams how good they are or will be or can be. I just like asking teams how confident they are. So coming out of tonight's win, where is your confidence, 0 to 100? Where is the team's confidence, 0 to 100, going into next week? Um, I mean, we just, we just focus on playing as a team and we just work really hard at practice. And I think our coaches really set us up, uh, extremely well with our game plans. And I'm confident, I'm confident going into this week and I'm really excited for my last volleyball. I'm glad you bring it up before I do, because I absolutely, like this is, this is the, the, 
this is the game that you've been looking forward to for a while, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So, you know, coming off of a win, just I- explain to everybody kind of how how perfect it feels to just be going right into this game as the team's hot. Oh, I mean, I think the preparation is already starting tomorrow, uh, to be honest. And um, I think as a team, we we were really close to the team. Uh, we had a great week of practice this week preparing for Lincoln, and I think it's just going to go up from here. You mentioned this being your final one. Uh, we will all be following along on all the media availability and social media and all that this week. But for the players, for the people on the inside of this rivalry, just give us like a, a little bit of what it means to, to be a senior and, and what the experience is like just you know, building toward this game year after year after year. Uh, well, I think this rivalry is really something special. Um... Um, between us and uh, the school up north, I think um, I think our team is, is going to be ready. Um, we just got to keep working hard in practice and keep following the game plan. Um, I think as a senior, I really got to make every play count. And um, I think the underclassmen really do a good job of listening to the seniors and listening and taking leadership. And I think that I think that they also play for the seniors, but. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be a good game. Well, we will enjoy that game when it comes. It might be the biggest game of the year of any sport that happens here in San Diego. But for now, we will say congratulations on the win. And thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully you get to enjoy it for the rest of the night before you start those preparations tomorrow. Yep. (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. We'll talk to you later.